0: Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do,
1: whatever you do,
0: whatever you do,
1: whatever you do, whatever you do,
0: or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God.
1: Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny, And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Welcome back. Here we are. It's a, I think that's the first time you've welcomed us back. It's because back you
0: got me while. all self conscious about welcoming people back. And I know, but I'm saying it's been a while since it you did due. it. It was time.
1: You just jumped right in there, wasn't uh-huh.
0: it? I did. We have a special
1: episode today. That you're gonna say special guest. Remember the last time every we t- said that every time it's a special. Guest. Everyone's
0: special. Who comes on? It's
1: a it's a really special guest.
0: It's a really professional setup we have per usual.
1: <laughs> we are balancing our phone on a Bible with a microphone
0: pointed at oh. it while on Zoom. Can we tr- can we put her back to Zoom? Why? Oh, okay. So we can see her. Yeah, sorry. I mean, why? Danny's going to take a selfie um. with... <laughs> that long, awkward silence was us taking a picture. <laughs> Hopefully we remember to post it. But wait, we haven't even said who we have on yet. I know. <laughs> Suspense. So, we are... Sweet friend Nikki moved away from us, and now we have to call her on the phone in order to record a
1: podcast with her. We it never be,
2: recorded with her, but... It would
1: be more fun if she could just come and be hanging out in this room. In the real with us. Right, yeah. I
2: did hope that phone like guess, but, you know, I, it wasn't working out. Oh. Yeah. Well, one day,
0: Nikki and her husband... Flew down to visit Arizona to see if they wanted to move here, and Tim somehow had gotten connected with her husband, and I don't even remember how that happened. But long story short, we had never met them, but had agreed to let them stay at our house um, for for ten days, so they could like get. It wasn't just like a
1: two day stop and by.
0: Yes, ten days, and I don't. I apparently I didn't adequately explain our setup with brown town to her no. because
1: what did what did she say, Nikki? What was your reaction? Well what was what oh, was yeah. the original impression first, before what what did you think she had said? Because she said something about neighbors or
2: yeah, she had said, like, well, if you guys don't want to stay with us or if you, like, need more room than what we can offer or something like that, then our friends live right next door and you can stay with them. And I was, like, kind of, like, well, but I want to stay with you guys because we've gotten to, like, know you a little bit. But I didn't know. I knew nothing. I didn't know there was, like, <laughs> more Yeah. So and then, like your best friend also went to your church. Like I knew it was just that was it. And so we got there and I think we got there late and then in well later night. So everyone had already gone to bed. But like the next day when everyone came out to play, <laughs> we were like, what is happening? I mean it was great. I loved it and I, I mean, mean you moved here. of experience.
1: You were a little unsure at the beginning.
2: Yes, but once
1: I figured out. What was happening? Charles <laughs> thought it was hilarious from the beginning. You could tell he was amused by the fact that children kept running in. Yeah, it was definitely,
2: we didn't know how many anybody had, so it was just kind of like. And not, there's more! Like, yeah,
1: yeah. So that was three and a half years ago? Is that right? Yeah,
2: it was um, like January of.
1: 2016? No. I don't know. 2017? I don't know. Either way,
0: regardless. Then they moved here after that. Somehow, that convinced them it was a good idea to move to Arizona.
1: To the point that they put a deposit on the apartment. Yeah. While they were here. Yeah. And we had job interviews
2: while we were there, yeah.
0: Yeah. So... Then, just recently, they moved back away from us.
2: It's almost been a year. It'll yeah. be a year next month. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, we had our, our baby in Arizona, and...
0: Now you're back in Minnesota. Back,
2: yeah, the land of 10,000 lakes, and no, we don't live in Inglis all year round. <laughs> I, don't that, I
1: swear, I've heard that somewhere. Hmm. Um, but it's much yeah. colder than here in Arizona.
2: Yeah, we are um you know full on into sweater weather and fall. People are getting
1: their pumpkins out. I was right? still burning my feet walking over to Abby's today, so Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so you had your baby in Arizona. Your one your one and only current child, yeah. There's yeah, no other. There's no other babies we don't know about yet. Not, not that I know. This of. Isn't that like a big announcement? Straight no, to the I'm... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, um, but Abby and I both got to be at Ada's birth, which was super special. So that's was what was that we're the
0: first birth we attended together, or no?
1: No. uh...
0: Sherry's was yeah okay all right yeah. well um yeah so we, we wanted to Ada is a year and a half now
2: yeah she's nineteen months
0: yeah so we thought it would be fun to kind of recap her birth her birth was so special and one I'll probably never forget
1: <laughs> which I feel like all births are special but there was just
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> I want to hear from, like, your perspective, what you got like, why you guys say that. Because to me, obviously, it was my only child, and I have only ever witnessed Abby in birth. So,
1: it was just a, to me, that was my normal. It was just normal. So yeah. And it was normal, but. <laughs> huh.
0: But not. Yeah. Well, so.
1: Do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to tell it from your perspective, Nikki, and every so often we will interject our comments
2: sure yeah i don't know i didn't really come prepared for that portion like how we wanted to do it but neither did we
0: we never come prepared for any of this so okay well i would start in the you you started going to the childbirth classes that danny hosts at her house like before you were even pregnant yeah
2: so i did a full round if you will the full class that um was offered oh yeah, a whole round of that first and then and then I had gotten pregnant and then I went through it again once pregnant. Right. So it was really beneficial um for me to go through it without even being pregnant because there were so many things that I was just able to like I didn't have to make decisions about because I wasn't actively going through the process. Yeah. It was just like nice to like get an understanding. It was such a new thing that I had never I didn't know people did home Mm -hmm. births. I was always more for, like, just give me the drugs. And that was, like, the mentality that I thought I was going to have once I was pregnant. But um, the Lord changed my heart. And just, like, I was able to see from those classes, like, what the human body is capable of and how God has um, equipped it in the way to give birth. And, um... That was just really appealing to me and my husband was on board with it and that's kind of just like just the process we fell into and I'm very thankful that that was an option for me.
0: Yeah well I feel like your birth story kind of starts how I would in my mind how it starts is
1: being at You were at the birth birth class. class. Yep. (laughs) You were over 42 weeks pregnant. 42 weeks and
0: 3 days. 42 weeks and 3 days. Yes. Yes. Just to clarify Mm -hmm. for
1: those... You didn't hear that wrong. Yes.
2: 42 weeks and 3 days. I had decided that I was just, you know, in order to get through it, I was going to be pregnant forever. Uh And that's just like, I just became at peace with that mindset and just made it through so I went to birth class I hadn't been attending that third round then if you will of classes um because I you know I was about to give birth so I wasn't attending or I hadn't and I needed to get out of the house and see people so I went and I was sitting next to Joy actually and her husband listening and I had like uh predermal is that what you call it predermal labor slash Braxton Hicks, probably, like, two weeks, a full two weeks prior, uh-huh. and those were just on and off. Um, you know, usually at night, after dinner, it would start, and I'd be like, oh, is this it? And nothing. After. I would let it, like, just sit there and let the process go for as long as I could, and then i get up and walk around, because I knew if I sat there, things would keep happening, and I, to me, it felt like, I mean, my body was still doing work to prepare for labor, slash maybe make my labor less, when the actual event occurred. That's how I decided
1: to view it. And yeah. That's and well, and especially, especially since you were sitting and letting it happen, it's not like you were wearing yourself out, trying to walk forever to keep it happening. It was, because it can go either way. Yeah. You can yeah. have a lot of contractions while you're up and moving and then sit and be still and they go away. Mm. And then you're tempted to want to keep walking to keep making them happen, but you would get really exhausted. Yeah. So,
2: definitely when I was sitting in the birthing ball, like rolling, or just like a workout ball. Yeah. Sitting on that really helped, like be able to move during them. hmm Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I went to the wrist class and. I had a couple of contractions. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't really think of it because this has been happening for like two weeks already. Went to the bathroom and then I had a little bit of the bloody show and I like brought you guys. I was like, guys, come look, come what like, What is this mean? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Danny was like so encouraging. She's like, well, this could mean you're in labor tonight or this could mean you're gonna be in labor in another two days or three days
1: or, you know, life. Didn't, didn't want to get guys. didn't want to yeah. get your hopes up too much, but it was a good. I mean, we both saw it as a really yeah. good sign. Yeah. So. so that happened twice when I was at your house. I was done
2: twice, and both times I had some of the bloody show. And then I remember walking back to the group in your living room, and just something in me was like, you need to go home. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to go home. I told Danny that. Danny, you asked if I needed a ride. And I was like, no, no, I got this. I'll, I'll just drive home. Well, that was like the hardest car ride. I remember going down the two two just like, well, oh, I should have said yes to the car ride. I was like, wow, time my contractions and call my husband and say I think this is it you need to be prepared when I get home and yeah well I made it I made it inside and
1: and contractions started to be pretty intense pretty quickly
2: yes it was none none of this like you know I hear women who can like oh I'm gonna Take a shower. I'm gonna eat some food. No, it was just like full on attractions yeah. I started. And How long
1: after you got home did we come? I think. I have no idea. I'm pretty I think it was a while. I think we came around an hour or an hour and a half after you left. I think you. I think I left around 8.30, and I don't
2: think you guys got there till like call first at 10.
1: Yeah, I think that that's. Right. Okay. okay. We knew but, that. Well, was shorter than that we knew that when it got over we kind of wrapped things up more than we normally would and uh, your midwife was our friend that teaches the class and she had just decided to not go home and just come straight with us Yeah. Mm-hmm. or she had to wrap some stuff up did we get there before her
0: Yes, we did. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we got there before her. Maybe she did go home to get some stuff.
0: I know that we just kind of, like, said goodbye to the people in the class and grabbed some stuff and came to your house and...
1: Yep. So when we got there, do you remember us getting there? Do you remember what was going on for you then?
2: I think I was in the... No, I wasn't in the bathroom. I think I was... On the side of the bed, mm-hmm. like kneeling on the side, of the side of the side of the bed, but I don't remember
1: anything else. That marks for me one of the first times in your birth that feels like it was remarkable and different than other births. Yeah, you yes, agree? why? Because as we came over and were helping you through contractions we could see Ada's head like in your back like like bulging out like of we're your both back. just like what I'm like is that? I pointed and I was like is that the baby's head you no, didn't say that out loud. No, like, I, I think I, I said it to Abby, no, like, but in so that mouthing it. wasn't something it. We that Nikki heard. We were being very discreet behind your back. To be clear, so that it... Because I don't know if we're making sense. We weren't seeing the baby's head coming out of her. We were seeing the baby's head at the lower part of her back. Yeah, like
0: a big bulge, a brown bulge in her lower
1: back. Above, like...
0: Uh, above her tailbone, like yeah, probably like three. We're both touching our backs so to people can figure- see. Well, we're both trying to figure it out. Like, Where was it? I would say six inches above her, like
1: the top of your butt crack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would say- like a like a hand width above that, there was like a bulge. Yes. And I have heard of being able to see a bulge. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, and yeah. it was like.
0: And throughout the whole labor, it moved down it slower moved. and down oh, further and there further it goes. Yeah.
1: Which, knowing the the entire birth story, I'm a hundred and ten percent positive that was her head.
0: Yes. Oh yeah.
1: Pointing no- in a direction that they don't normally point. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you experienced back labor. Back.
2: Oh, yeah. So, well, obviously, that was why I my back felt like it was on fire the entire time. And my amazing friend, Danny, pushed on my back for, like, 12 straight hours because of that.
1: Pushed on your baby's head for 12
0: straight hours. I'm pretty sure we traded off. <laughs> yes, we did. Because you would have never been able to do that for 12 hours.
1: <laughs> but you were also, when you, I mean when we weren't doing that, we were also... Like holding, holding you up, onto you. Yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit rough. Yeah. So, I also very much thought when we saw you, like, oh, this is, this is like the real deal. We didn't know what we would find because when you left, you were like, I'm just gonna go home and I can drive myself. So when uh-huh. we walked in, we were like. Oh, this is not... Like, this will be not too long.
0: Yeah, we're not going home. Like, this is an actual... We're about to have a... What time was she
2: born again? Not until... Oh, 8.31 a.m. So it was, like, 12 hours. Exactly.
1: Yes. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Which is great for, like, a first labor.
1: But it was an intense 12 hours. It wasn't, like, a... Geared up to a couple of intense Mm -hmm. hours. It was 12 intense hours. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I don't feel like people talk about the different stages of labor, which maybe you guys were able to witness. But I personally never, like looking back on my labor, I'm like, I can't connect when any of those phases.
0: I I think that's why we 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 say your labor was so... Special is because I've attended a lot of births and I feel like yours was one where it was very hard to identify
1: We felt like you went through transition like the whole time four different times.
0: Yes. Like it really felt like there was multiple different times where we're like, okay, this is this is it, it's about to happen. Things have majorly shifted and gotten worse, and then she would shift again and get worse again. It just was it definitely yeah.
2: Yeah, the only time, looking back, the only time I feel like I maybe could have, or the process could have sped up, was when I had moved into, or someone had suggested going to the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to make it there. I had been on the floor, kneeling by the bed, and then I think I...
1: Was in the tub next, I think.
2: Oh, okay. I moved to the tub, and that was horrible the birthing pool, everything just slowed down. So then I moved, I went to the bathroom and that position, like just standing over the toilet was like in semi like squat position, uh-huh. felt very really relieving. And it felt like my body was trying to, my body was trying to push. However, I kept resisting that urge because it... Don't you know, people say it's going to be the biggest poop of your life. But for me, it felt more like I was going to explode in that region, not necessarily <laughs> poop. Yeah. So if someone maybe would have said, like, it's going to feel like you're going to explode, I could have maybe, like...
0: Accepted it? Yeah. So you were well, trying to, like, hold things together a little bit?
2: Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Like, am I supposed to feel like my booty hole's going to, like, come shooting out of me? Like... <laughs>
1: Well, that is another fun fact worth sharing for the first time. I mean, you have had a really tight perineum.
0: Yeah. 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 That, so It did need to be slow. Like, it had to
1: be... It wasn't a bad thing that this took a while and that stretching didn't... I mean, when you say that people, some people... Just say it feels like a giant poop and you feel like you were going to explode. It might be because you felt like you were going to explode. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: No, I just felt like I was, like, seizing up and resisting that. And yes. it wasn't until I told both of you guys, like, is it supposed to feel like I'm, my bottle's going to explode? And then you were like, yeah, you need to like embrace that feeling and lean into it and work through it. And yeah. all of a sudden, then after with each contraction, I was finally able to cope with it because yeah. before that, there was no peace or like no, you know, peace in the sense from what you can have in labor, I guess. Yeah. Like, there was no understanding. And so I just felt like I was looking good to my body and... I didn't know what I was supposed to be listening for for my body and I was really confused mentally and at one point I was like contemplating the best thing might just be to go to the hospital because I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I don't understand these feelings and how I'm supposed to work with them mentally.
0: Yeah, I, it's definitely one of those things where the more that you don't understand and the more like you're fearing, the more you tense up and then the more pain you feel. And it's that like fear pain cycle that... The more you
1: know what the purpose of the feelings are for and what's happening. The less you fear it
0: and the more you can relax and then the less painful it is. It's still painful. We're not saying that there's no
1: pain, but it's, it's has a purpose. So... Yeah. it's worth it. It's not like I'm going to try to run away from this as much because...
2: My no, I didn't want to. It was just like I I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. So, to me, I was like, well, if someone can help me understand that. So, yeah. I'm glad ultimately the Lord told me to voice my feelings to yeah. you because I, could, I was able to cope totally with... And what I had to do was to get through the contractions after that
0: point. Yeah. My favorite moment from that time in your birth <laughs> was, so Danny, your, your toilet is surrounded by like three walls and Danny is like behind, it's like a toilet that's, you know, in like a little cubby. And Danny's like trying to get behind the toilet to like push on your back Like squeezing herself back there, and I'm in front of you, and you're holding on to my shoulders, and I'm wearing like a white, fluffy, like sweatshirt fleece, (laughs) and you just kept putting putting your face down on my shoulders, saying, You're just like a white, fluffy polar bear. (laughs) (laughs) You're my polar bear. Cutting my
1: shoulders, saying, you're you're like a polar bear. And I'm just, like, holding you up, and Danny's, like... We're both, like, hardly (laughs) able to stand, and we're... Danny's pushing as hard as she can, and my legs are, like, shaking from holding your body weight, and I'm just, like... We're trying not to laugh and make fun of you, (laughs) but we're also, like... This is the most bizarre way someone's reacting to their intense labor... Bye. Right.
2: Yeah. I don't remember that at all. You don't? I, that's like the line I'll never forget yes. of
0: your birth. Like, you were just, like, face buried in my shoulder, like, saying how thankful you were for your polar bear.
1: Yep. <laughs> also, your playlist of songs that you had made wasn't incredibly long. It was maybe... 20 or 30 songs, so it looped around multiple times. Do you remember what song you had on it that you weren't happy about? Because I can't listen to this song without... I don't even know that. A hundred percent thinking like, oh Mickey. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, where'd you go? You got
0: you, muted. You, yeah, you we can't hear you.
1: Your phone. All right, hold on. Check your phone. Can you hear us? She can't hear us. <gasps> ah! <I'm back. laughs> we can't hear you. <laughs> there you are. What
0: happened? Okay, I don't know. We just couldn't hear you.
1: You must not have been able to hear us either because we were saying, wait, we can't hear you. Oh, no, I didn't hear you. Oh, yeah, that was okay, was weird. Anyway, so. So back to the it, song. It ended right with. Do you remember what song? And then you started to say it, but you were gone, so... Oh, no,
2: I don't remember the song. It was just when we were singing at church a lot lately,
1: and I was just, like, over it. I was done <laughs> singing it. Well, it I wasn't... Was- I don't even think that's why you were so upset about it. It's. It was satisfied in you. Oh, yes. And the part that... You would always be fine with it, but... Every time that it got to, why are you downcast, oh my soul, why so disturbed within me, you would be like, why, what? change the song. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to always, so it got to the point where when I would hear it come on, I'm like, No. <laughs> wrong song tell Charles like just pass that song she doesn't like that one but you could be totally not paying attention and very in the zone and the second they would say why are you downcast oh my soul you would like <laughs> move along so now I can't ever hear that song without being like "Oh." Aida's birth.
2: <laughs> you know, I had listened to that song, those, that whole podcast, or not podcast, playlist, multiple times during, um, you know, baths that night. Um, and I knew once we got to that, so I'd always skip it then too. <laughs> delete it off the playlist, and I never did it.
1: Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well. What's your yeah. What's another one of uh, your most memorable moments, Abby? I'm curious if the next one, like, there's another very, very specific one for me that I remember a few during
2: the beginning of my labor. Okay. When when Charles was trying to like fill up the birth tub with more air, or like make sure there's enough air in the certain like rings mm-hmm. or levels of the tube thing. Someone said something about a hole and something, and I cracked it. That's what she she said. Joke. Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh yeah. I do not remember exactly what it was, but.
1: Yes, you did do that. My. I did. That. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, do you remember needing a snack?
2: Oh, I had a cheese stick, or did I not eat the cheese stick? Oh, the heater. Do you remember the heater? We needed to put the heater by the tub because I was kind of cold and I told Charles don't put it too close because I'm going to be ripped to
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I didn't remember that, but now that you say that, I do remember that. The cheese stick was, you were were talking about a snack, you were very like, it was in the tub, and it was when things had kind of slowed down a little bit, and you're like, oh yeah, I think a cheese stick sounds good, and we go and get the cheese stick, and like... Within seconds of not, you, we hadn't even gotten the cheese stick to you. It's all happening very quickly. All of a sudden, you start puking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I need a bowl. And you just start puking. And so we're going through all of this. And Charles goes, You're gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> He, like, takes the cheese stick that we had just gone to get for you, and he had it as his snack (laughs) But it was just one of those moments for all of us helping you, that he was just so quiet and sitting there the whole time, and for him to just pipe up and steal your snack was great.
2: That was one thing I wasn't prepared for, um, was, I remember at one point when I was on the bed, this was before... I might have been after when I was on the toilet or before. I don't know. Maybe you remember. Um, I was on the bed and
1: I was going through so many different temperature changes. That was at the beginning. Oh. Oh. That was at the very beginning. That
2: was like when I didn't understand what I was doing with pushing or not pushing. Uh. What my body
1: happening with. That was before the bathroom, I think. It was before it was before the tub and before the bathroom yeah I think it was at the beginning and we then we got you into the tub thinking that would help you relax and oh yeah stuff and then that wasn't going well so then we moved you to the toilet and then yeah that
2: sounds right yep but I guess we just wasn't prepared that your body could go through that like different the, ways of thickness feeling I guess yes. Because I wasn't prepared for my for puking either, and yeah. that
1: happened. Yeah, it did happen. <laughs> which, when that happens, that's usually can be a pretty big sign that baby will come soon. Which is another reason why we got thrown off because that was in the tub, and then it, we were like, "Oh, okay, like this is a good yeah. sign." And then we moved to the toilet, and then. Mm-hmm. You ended up moving to the floor and being on yeah. all fours. Was it after the toilet that I got back into the
2: pool or the tub? I don't. Did you get back I in? Yeah, because you you guys decided to put. At one point, you thought that Ada might be posterior, and so you guys put me in the tub again to try to give me some
1: relaxation before you did the. Uh, what's the Rebozo. Belly? Yeah. Yeah, we did belly sifting. That. And that's right. That was the ending That was on the floor. Right. I think we had you get back in the tub for because it had been a while. You were exhausted. And when you were in the tub before it had slowed things down
2: yeah.
1: enough yeah. for you to kind of get a little bit of rest. Because being on the toilet had been really intense and a lot of work and you had started pushing so, we wanted to let you have a little bit of relief for... So, you said you hated everything about the tub, but then you said, but because everything slowed down.
2: That's why I hated it.
1: Like, Did I it not never feel good?
2: I was never able to get into a comfortable position. Like, I felt like I was floating right. around. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to like, ground myself to be able to, like... I guess use gravity to help with the delivery right so and everything always slowed down I couldn't feel the contractions as well and I guess to me that meant that I wasn't progressing enough and at that point I just wanted to be done with it so it was never I don't know it was never relaxing in that sense it was relaxing in the way that it did calm things down, but it never helped me feel like labor was proceeding.
1: I think that's an interesting an interesting thing because that's typically why people do like the tub is because you don't feel it so intensely, but usually you are still progressing, you just don't feel it as much. It's That's why they call the tub the midwife's epidural. Oh. Because it really helps it feel better but it's still so i'd be curious with if in the future with other babies if that but some people also just hate the water and do need that grounding and do need that stability so i don't think, I think it's, looking
2: at it i really in the weird way in the weird way i like feeling like i like I acknowledged my pain with progress. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's all I needed to know was happening. Right. For me to feel safe, I guess, in that sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And, like, things were actually
1: uh, working. Yeah, and going so, forward, in going sense. in the right yeah, direction. Then,
2: yeah. So in the tub, I didn't have that. And that's where I just kind of lost, like, you know, faith in the fact that things were progressing.
1: Right. And it kind of probably made you feel um discouraged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not have that stamina and that just made you feel tired and but it didn't make it go away. So it's not like you could just sleep in the tub and get you know. No. Um so then after you got out the second time we did the rebozo, we, we did belly sifting to try to see if we could get Ada to rotate it all or get in a better position. Yeah,
2: and at that point someone had said, like, this might be really painful, that's why we, we wanted you to have a break in the tub, so you can decide when, like, you're ready to start this. And so I was expecting it to be semi-painful, but it was actually, like, the best feeling in the world.
1: Oh, well, that's great news.
2: At that point, it was, like, exactly what I needed. I remember my midwife, like, pushing on my hips as well, like, during that process, and that was super um, relieving. I was, yeah, that was probably the best thing that y'all did to relieve that pain at the end.
1: Yeah. And you were definitely, we were pressing and also shaking your... Yeah. And we were taking turns for sure, because that is definitely takes a lot of energy. And so we were doing a couple of contractions and then switching and because you were like, keep doing that. So we were really thankful to have. I just have no idea. Yeah. What actually
2: happened behind the scenes.
1: We were thankful to have a few of us to be able to trade out. Um, we felt bad for you that you couldn't trade out with anyone. <laughs> um, so we I know we've told you this part before, but for the pushing part, for from the time that the Ada was crowning until she was born, was a pretty long time. Um, yeah, it was like
2: thirty to forty minutes thirty
1: minutes you guys got all of that on
2: film, so Yeah. At least it was at least I have thirty minutes of that part recorded. It yes. could have been long
1: for that. I think it might have been a little bit longer, but it was it was a long time of pushing and um we really just we kept you probably I know you've kind of said that you feel like we lied to you And we weren't trying to is the part that's hard about it is we really, we felt like we were lying to ourselves. We really would believe like, okay, surely like in two more contractions, she's just going to come out and she definitely took her time. But like we said, it was probably good for you with stretching. You did tear, but you did not tear a lot. It was a pretty small tear. And I think if she would have come any faster, you would have torn a lot more. Um, But at the end, you were kind of trying to lean against the ball.
2: Yeah, I was, well, I started with the robozo on all fours. And then we had the workout ball, and I was, uh, like, leaning over. So I was kneeling, but I was, like, resting all my upper body on the ball. Right. And so I was like that for a while. And then eventually I moved my right leg so it was in, like, a...
1: Runner's position. Yeah,
2: like a runner's position, yeah. And then... At the very end, Charles was sitting on the, the bed and holding my hands while I was facing the other direction towards the bed. And he was pulling up, me up every time I was contracting. And I would use like the gravity, kind of like squatting sort of, to like push down every time through the contraction.
1: Right. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Did you still stay just with the one leg up through that whole time because i know it's yeah. caused it caused some issues after
2: yeah. yeah it's caused a lot of that birthing position at the end has caused a lot of a lot of problems now yeah i'm finally getting better from it plus this new chiropractor that i found um but it's been a lot of work to get back There's just so much tension within those ligaments now from being in that position for so long and pushing so hard.
1: Um, Yeah. So I don't recommend that position to anyone. If anyone ever is one way up. It can be a good position for some people and it can be a good position if it's... I think... You are a trooper... And you will, I think, push through a lot of pain that a lot of other people wouldn't. Or maybe you just... It was hard because we didn't know that you were... We're talking about the fact that at the end... Sorry back up. Abby was just gone for a few minutes. She just reentered the room. She was dealing with a toddler. So, multiple children, multiple children. She, so she's back now, so we're trying to fill her in on where the conversation at. at yeah. Sorry. Um, we were talking about Nikki being up kind of over the birthing ball and Charles helping to pull her hands up at the end, but she had her right leg yeah. up in that runner's position yeah. and how it's like caused a lot of problems. Since the birth, where right. with all of those ligaments and yeah that side of her body and tightness. But she said she doesn't recommend birthing in that position and that that was like... Not
2: like for like an extended
1: period of time. But I said she was very much like willing to push through pain in a way that I don't think most women yeah. would. Yeah. And just be like, well, this must just be normal. So, yeah. <laughs> um... Abby mentioned the other day
2: when we were slightly talking about this, she's like, I wonder if we would have just told you to stand up what would have happened. Like, would Ada have, like, been able to descend so much faster or you have had
1: more relief? I think... And I wonder that, too. And these are the things that are hard, in my opinion, when you're working with a first-time mom because you don't as someone there to support the birth, you don't want to be interjecting your thoughts and opinions too much. You want them to be able to kind of lead what they think they need to do. But they're also very much looking to you a lot of times for direction. So you kind of have a lot of control over your suggestions go sometimes further than they even should, but you just don't know... It's easy to look back and. Yeah. But also, I think for moms going forward, when they've been through the process and kind of can look at parts of things and understand, it gives you more ideas in yourself to try and feel confident in. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what that's like for you in the future. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see too if another baby would be in the same position and be pointed as far back. It really seemed like she was like your uterus was tilted back and that she was very much your cervix was more pointed towards the back of you instead yeah, of it
0: was very posterior. It seemed like she was trying to move down before your cervix moved forward. Right.
2: Yeah, I've done um a little bit of research on that like since then to see like if I might have a tilted uterus I mean I know there's ways that you could probably get that more so figured out but from different things that I've had with like just having my period and you know different cramps pain and level of pain in that regard, um, it leads me to think that that might be more so what I do have is some type of, I'm not sure which way, cause there's different ways it could tell, but I think that might be just a factor of how my body is too. But since having a kid, I wonder how the next yeah. child would be able to, you know, either my body remembers muscle
1: memory things or Things can move and shift. I feel like things kind of move and shift around each time, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was saying that one one of the other remarkable things about her birth, which we've only... I've only attended a a couple of first-time moms. Only you and... Sherry. Sherry.
0: At that point, were the only two first-time moms you had attended, right? But
1: how... I said it seemed like we were lying to her about, like, just a couple more contractions and she'll yes. be born. But I said we weren't lying. Like, we weren't telling her that knowing that it was going to be a lot longer. We were, felt like we were lying to ourselves. We yes. were...
0: Yes. I mean, like, I, I just remember being like, for the love, what in the world?
1: Yes. Yeah. So... Then what do you remember about her, being born? I want to hear
0: your perspective on this because I don't know how much we've even really discussed
2: this. Like having once she like actually came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh well, I like freaked out. Like I went from like the. You know, a birthing woman to this, like, hysterical, (laughs) like, childlike excitement around that my daughter had just been born. And she's, like, lying there on the floor, and I don't know what to do. Like, I am supposed to pick her up, but that was not my first instinct at all. Like... I would much rather have someone give her to me in a towel. You um, <laughs> so can to to wipe her off or anything. Just like give me something that I can grip her with because she's slimy. Uh, so I just like I don't know. She didn't cry right away. She never really cried. She kind of squawked like a little dinosaur, and you know that was it. There's. She was breathing. I was holding her at that point, and I did pick her up. Abby yelled at me and said, "Pick up your
1: child!" Because I couldn't clearly think that that was supposed, what I was supposed to do. I don't know. When you watch when you watch the video of yourself and your very first reaction, yeah. How do you? How does that make you feel?
2: Well, the first few times I watched it, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally how I felt." Like I was like, "That's that's yeah." And now I watch it and I'm
0: like, whoa. Like. So gleaming, and When I say your birth was like the most
1: memorable, memorable,
0: it was that you called me a polar bear and pet me. And and then your reaction, I can't, I don't even know how many births I've attended. But a lot. (laughs) And I have never. Seen somebody. Hers is
1: second. I mean, hers probably takes uh, more than Joy's reaction. I mean,
0: yes, Joy's reaction was like, like a more fierce like a protection
1: and funny.
0: Yes, but but out of like a yeah, that's kind of what I. It just Joy's was more f- interesting because of how stark the differences were of like it didn't seem like she cared about anything and suddenly she cares about like get away from me that was what Nikki Joy- was Nikki, also
1: stark differences
0: but Nikki's
1: was, was like she said a warrior birthing like tribal woman into like baby <laughs> <Mimi! laughs> <laughs> she <Yes>. just
2: <laughs> And I don't ever say, "Oh my gosh,"
0: either, and that was like I said that a lot during labor. Yes. I don't know why, but she was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hey! Hey! Oh we're just like, um, uh. I'm like Nikki, pick up your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, she's slimy. i can a towel.
1: Yes. But it was great. We were it. She definitely took a while to transition. I when
0: think. we say she didn't cry right away, just to help people understand, she definitely took a little bit to transition.
1: She, I think being in the birthing canal for so long yeah. had just maybe put her into shock a little bit when she finally was born. So from Abby's perspective, she couldn't see her very well when she was born. Julie and I could both see her, and we could see that she was breathing and that she was okay, but Abby couldn't, and Abby was freaking out a little bit. She was like... That's part of why she responded so strongly, like, Nikki, you need to pick up your baby, because she was, like, thinking that there was something wrong and that we needed to, like, get her going, but... yeah. She, she came around and then she, you're like, she's like a pterodactyl.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, she didn't really like cry. Not like you hear, like, not like you. Not like you would think of like a big wailing cry. She just. Right,
2: yeah. Like or what you see in the movies. Right. No, she didn't. She never really
1: did that. And she looked around and. Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: But I knew that she was trying to breathe because I was holding her, and I could feel, like, the fluid trying to, like, work through. I think at one point, um, my midwife did do, like, the drip thing or the, you know, like, slightly hold a medical and go with head tip down Mm -hmm. um, on her arm. She did that and, like, rubbed her back a little bit. I mean... Was nothing any like intrusive? Right. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like at this point, like I do want someone else to be helpful and help me her a little bit because I don't know what I'm doing. I am a first-time mom, so I was <clears throat> grateful that she just you know did that a, a little bit and yeah. Ada was fine and she was long, very long,
1: seven and a
2: half pounds and 21 and a half inches long. <laughs> Yep. Long legs, long toes, long feet. <laughs> she's still tall? Yeah, she's in two T clothing now and she's nineteen months. Yep. So she is, she's all leg. Her feet are very skinny and narrow and
1: Yeah. Do you did you feel fearful at any point in the birth process that you can remember?
2: No, oh, not really. I think I, probably only in the beginning when, like, like what we said, or I said that...
1: With the temperature didn't stuff?
2: Well that, and I just didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Like, right. I didn't know what those feelings were, how to cope with them, and because of that, I think I was just losing understanding and faith and knowing is this what my body's supposed to be doing? Like, is this what I'm supposed to be feeling because something didn't feel right to me because I because I wasn't understanding mentally how to work through each contraction.
1: Right, so, right. But it wasn't like an, an intense fear. It was more just a confusion.
2: Yeah. I don't think I ever had any intense fear throughout the whole thing. Maybe at the end, when people were throwing around that she might be
1: posterior, maybe a little bit, but you kind of took it on with a just the attitude of like, okay, gonna do the next thing. We can do this. In all areas of my life. Yeah, it's great. But half of that was just very much
2: just, and I guess I didn't really realize to the extent of which that ring through in my in me uh huh and birth kind of brought that forth even more
1: yeah
2: I think I just had like such a reliance that the Lord was going to sustain me and help me through the process and you know, I, I wasn't gonna fear because I knew everything was in his hand. I think I had just, before the birth had even started, since I was so far, you know, 42, three days, I've been waiting for this child. there's a point within me, I think I just got to like, okay, you know, i surrender everything and let you have control of it all. And when it happens, it happens. Nothing is in my timing. And that just, that attitude definitely transferred through into birthday.
1: That's really cool. Well,
2: <laughs> I think one thing that I—I um, I mean, you know, in the you know country community slash home birth community, I don't we talk about the fourth trimester a lot and like I guess I really wasn't prepared for what was going to happen after I had a baby. Like I had kind of, as a first time mom, researched, okay, should I take this test or that test? What do I need to do for my baby to be, me and my baby to be healthy throughout all of pregnancy? And I kind of just stopped at what happens after you have a baby to your body. Like what happens when your milk come, comes in? Like I I'm gonna be bleeding for X amount of days. Like, those are all things I had just stopped researching because my brain was full. And I said, Lord, when I get to that part of this journey, I'll figure it out then. Well, Which is one thing I kind of regret because I didn't know anything really about what it meant for your mouth to come in. And that was like a huge challenge for me to figure out.
0: Well, even those of us who know what it's like to have your milk come in, and you've had it come in six times,
1: it's still a huge challenge. But also, it can be not as big of a challenge for some people. Right. So, researching that a bunch ahead of time... Isn't always going to do... I mean, you have some women who's who don't even have a lot of milk glands and they struggle with even having a lot of a milk supply so you're not well, i, I guess
2: mean i mean like I. you like didn't I struggle with
1: that like, problem
2: no but i literally knew like nothing like if right. i was going to have a lot of milk or if i was going to have no milk like i didn't i hadn't how do you even like feed your babies there a type of like should you feed them on a schedule should you not feed them on a schedule like that everyone has a different view of that and I mean, like I didn't even know those types of conversations existed so (laughs) that was just a big thing to try to like think about while also having a newborn
1: trying to do it yeah
2: yeah
0: but I feel like a lot of that too is just being a first-time parent and you can research more next time but at the same time you'll just know a lot more from going
1: through it and you can research all that a lot as a first time mom but then you're thrown into it and it's all be different you're not necessarily going to connect the dots of the things you read with the experience you're going through very easily you're going to have to go back and figure it all out again because now you're actually doing it where when you're just reading about it it doesn't sink in very much yeah. So But you did have <laughs> great friends. I like that I'm talking about myself.
0: <laughs> you did have great friends who were willing to help you with your
1: milk nope, yeah. issue. Your engorgement yeah. problems. That yeah. was definitely a bonding experience for Nikki and I.
2: Yeah, we don't need to go
1: into detail about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I brought you washcloths and...
2: Yeah, that was good. That was cool. I suggest that to people now that, you know, I'm in a couple different mom groups on Facebook for the area that I'm now living in and they have, you know, issues, the same things that I went through and no one ever in the thread is talking about a crock pot with a little bit of water and some warm washcloths right by your bed that you, you know, heat up your boob before you feed. Like, and I think that was such a valuable thing to do. And not that difficult. Uh No, no. And it's soothing and it is actually doing something. And yeah, it takes a little bit of time, but it's worth it when you're needing relief.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, How did you feel like the fourth trimester was for you as far as resting and healing went? Do you feel like you were prepared for that from Julie's class?
2: Yeah, um, I think that went really well. I probably could have done a lot better on, um, like, nutrition uh, for breastfeeding specifically or just, like, how to properly nourish your body during that time instead of just being like, ah, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat everything and all of it. Um, That could have been better, but I think... I think I rested pretty well. We were fortunate enough to have an Instacart uh, membership for the year after Ada was born, so that definitely helped out um, to just be able to rest even more and not have to carry a newborn around to go get groceries as well in the heat of Arizona.
1: Mm-hmm. And your mom had come for a little short time right after she was born.
2: Yeah, everyone came down for, my mom came for a week, three days after she was born. And then a week after he had been there, um, my sister and dad and my sister's my husband all came down. That was a little rough because then I was kind of, I mean, it was okay. My dad was allergic to the rabbit that we had at the time, and so he, they weren't actually ended up, sorry, they actually couldn't stay with us because of that. His allergies got so bad. So this, like, time I envisioned of sitting around, talking, and tossing the baby around, and you know, just relaxing together, it didn't happen. I was, you know, on the couch by myself while my husband had to go back to work, and that was a little bit of a hard bit to work through because I knew my family was in town, but I couldn't necessarily spend time with them because I couldn't run around Arizona sightseeing. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. We
2: worked through it and it's, you know, it all worked out and I think I definitely struggled with a little bit of, um, like, postpartum, not necessarily, maybe, I don't know how it all works, but maybe depression, I had more, like, anger, just like, I couldn't control my, my blood boiling, if you will, that's how... I go from like being calm to one little thing set me off, and I felt like I was like gonna explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a little bit rough. But once I realized that that's what was happening, I was able to, you know, give it to the Lord and help have Him help me work through that. So,
1: yeah, the hormonal fluctuations that are happening after having the baby yeah. and the it's. It's usually the first time that anyone is experiencing sleep deprivation in that way for that extended amount of time. I always feel like I run off of adrenaline for the first couple of weeks and I'm doing pretty good. But as I hit into weeks like four and five and six, now it's been like night after night after night of only getting little chunks of sleep and not a big chunk of sleep that that's usually when the exhaustion just changes to kind of a different a different level of it's not i don't know it it just can really affect how yeah. you process everything going on around you yeah and you feel like that at that point that you should be getting back to normal because Physically, like, a lot of your body is healing up by that point and changing and stuff. But there's a lot of other underlying just shifts and things happening that can be a lot to work through. And I think more and more, the more kids I have, the more I think even just this past time with, with Pax, I think I really recognized... I think with Deke, I recognize the importance of really taking time in those first couple of weeks to really try to stay in bed and really rest, like actually work at resting. And then I think with PAX, I learned more to really give myself freedom for that whole first like six to eight weeks that that's that I don't have to get through the two weeks and then kind of be back to normal that I've still just had a baby and that the transition time can be longer. And I think the more kids I have, the more I I know how fast that time goes
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. and how it's really not the end of the world to put other things on hold and say no to other things during that time. I don't have to just, if you're, I was so eager to just get back to normal and live my life and get into the swing of things with some of my first kids. Um, I mean, most of them. Yeah. To like, my seventh kid. (laughs) And I think I missed out a lot on just that time that's so special and goes so fast with a new little baby. Yeah. Yeah. That I always...
2: that uh what is it that 555 five, five, that we talked about in breath class the five days in bed five days around on the bed yes. five days around the bed mm-hmm. right um i did try to do some of that in the bed and around the bed kind of became the same thing or on the bed
1: and yeah. in the bed yes <laughs> the first the- two parts
2: Yeah, but I try to, like, keep that in mind. Um, We did bring... We had a big um, master bedroom at the time, and... um, We brought in, like, a card table and set up our little dining table in there, and we would eat all of our meals in the room. Like, so I wasn't going out into the living room, dining room, area, kitchen for, you know, a good five days at least. So that was nice to just kind of create that... Little nest ...like atmosphere, yeah, and have that time to just relax. And then I was doing, like... I distinctly remember doing one of the baths with the herbs to heal your perineum and other tissues, and Danny had brought over a pot pie, and I ate chicken pot pie in the bathtub, <laughs> and now to this day, when I make a chicken pot pie, I think of that moment, and it's just so comforting
1: Aww. and cozy to me. <laughs> That's special.
2: So, it was definitely, you know, I found those moments to relax and enjoy, you know, warm food. (laughs) Yeah. It does take work to relax. I remember feeling very eager to, like, want to go out into the kitchen slash living room area, and especially once my mom came, like, just wanted to socialize with her and felt like if she was in my room, that was kind of, like, just weird, but... We figured it out and made it through, and I was able to rest. I did have to run to the mall at one point because I hadn't bought any nursing bras <laughs> until after having a child. So that was a mistake, but. Uh,
1: but again, yeah. it's one of those things that can be hard because you don't even know right. what you're gonna need until. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. We figured it out. <laughs> you made it through. Did. I would say
2: that, you know, the mentality that people have that in the world, like, oh, you have to be right back to where you were in two to four months or even sooner. You know, it's just so unrealistic. And I've been trying to, like, give myself uh, grace or understanding that that's not the case. It's not how it works. And I think it's taken me about, like, a year and a half to finally
1: feel like
2: okay, like, I feel whole again, you know, mentally and physically.
1: And I think one thing that's interesting about all of it, too, is that there is this idea that somehow you should go back to how you were before you had your baby way
0: and not and only the, the weight, but just a lot of the like, things
1: you enjoy and who you were. Yes. And, but having children changes you and changes your role in life. It changes your thing. body.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I think it's easy to, our culture standards is kind of like, well, we want to look young. We want to just be, back to pre-baby, but you're not. You're now a mom and you have kids and your body is gonna be different and your interests are gonna be different and the time that you have to spend is gonna be different and your job is different. And so you can either be fighting against that and want to find satisfaction and joy in who you were and your child can kind of be in the way of all of that and be have done these things to you that it make it hard. Like, Or you can just embrace the fact that they're a gift and a blessing and that the sacrifices are worth it and are a part of it. Yeah. But... Any other thoughts?
2: I don't know. I think that's all.
0: Well, I'm glad that we got to rehash a little bit and remember some of the fun details of Ada's birth, and hopefully it was an encouragement to those listening. Um, I feel like we touched on a lot of different (laughs) parts and aspects, but... Actually, I don't even know what we touched on because I've been out of the room for (laughs) half of this podcast dealing with different... Abby's going to have
1: to go back and listen to it. I really am
0: because I've been dealing with children's needs. It's a good thing Nikki was here. I know. I was thinking, like, well, praise God that this was the podcast because... If Abby and
1: I were trying to do this, just the two of us, I would have been by myself for most of the podcast. Right. <laughs> right.
0: So, praise God that you were here, Nikki, and that it wasn't awkward for Dani to talk to herself for
1: an hour. <laughs> yeah, I could, probably could have pulled it off, but more fun with Nikki. Do you
2: guys remember how... a similar thought, sorry. How long it took for my placenta to be
0: delivered? It was over an hour. Mm-hmm. I want to oh. say it was, like, an hour and a half.
1: Oh. It was a while. It was a long time. Yeah. I think not. I think it had detached before that, but it it was just sitting in there and wasn't coming. Yeah, you had to, like, stand up to...
2: Yeah. yeah, I remember, like, we cut the... I was so concerned I wanted all the blood to go to Ada, which was great, and it did. And then you guys were like, I think we should cut the cord so, like, it can come, like, we can slightly... We can, like, I can slightly pull on it or whatever to, like, see if that would help. but.
1: Mm-hmm. And we wanted you to be able to move because...
2: Yeah. She didn't have that long cord and...
1: Yeah. I think Charles took her after we cut the cord, right? I think so. And then we helped get you up and over to the bed. Up. I think you were on the bed for a little while before the placenta came, and mm-hmm. we had to get yeah. you off of the bed, and you yeah. kind of got into an upright position. and
2: Yeah. I remember that contraction for delivering the placenta was just as bad
1: as mm.
2: delivering a human being, which was what I was not expecting.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mhm. When you think it's over, and then you're still contracting like
0: mm-hmm.
1: as bad or worse it's while just while you're also
0: like trying to like hold your baby like see it, your it, baby
1: it and yeah. yeah that's yeah as that's we're exciting. saying this I can I have like flashbacks to multiple <laughs> like that moment of mm-hmm. it's not very fun yeah it's really yeah. Fun. oh boy
2: wow wow <laughs> <sighs> don't remember having very many or very bad afterbirth pains. Like I Abby was just talking about on another podcast recently here that you had you experienced those diff, like they're difficult for you. The
0: more kids you the, have. Each kid they get oh. worse. Yeah I didn't oh.
1: have any with my first
2: oh well thank you. So.
1: <laughs> but it's weird. I've been trying to figure this out there has to be something else that contributes to how bad they are mm-hmm. because after my 6th delivery with my 7th baby i had hardly any afterbirth pains which was weird yeah um, i mean i had them but i was using i was using afterease which i've used with other ones since then and I've always had to use ibuprofen also, and it's still been a process. But with him, I never even took ibuprofen. It's interesting, too, because that's the one that you had
0: retained membranes. True. I wonder if there's, like, any correlation with that. You would think,
1: almost, that it, it would be, be... the
0: opposite, but I wonder if I wonder if, if that... it was
1: keeping it from, like... Yeah. Huh. He also was my baby that came... The fastest of like it wasn't in multiple contractions, it was just right. one big giant whoosh out of my body. Yeah. Which is probably why I had retained membranes, because yep. they all just ripped apart. Oh. Yep. Lots of special see? Do you know that these things can happen in birth? Retained membranes and things like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember that. That was a beak, right? Or er- that was with Archer. Archer.
2: Archer, oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Oh, I just wanted to say one more thing because I didn't say when my water broke.
1: Oh, right.
2: And my water didn't break until birth or uh, until I was on the bed, laying down, going through those feverish feelings. So it was a while into labor that my water broke.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I think. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I
2: should have wrote all this down. Abby always writes these beautiful... Story. Well, my I have to
0: because different. Danny doesn't have to because she has a memory like no one else I've ever I, met in my life. I
1: try to write them down though.
0: No, I know, but you don't have to. I do it out of not trying to be beautiful. I'm doing it because I'm like I'm gonna want to know about this, and I will not remember ninety percent of this if I unless I write it down. So I still reread some of my birth stories. I like to read. Oh, did that? Happen? Uh, yes, around their like birthday, and I'm like, huh, is that what happened? We just what celebrated an eighth birthday, and I'm like. Like, oh, I don't even remember that that took place, and I've reread this story eight times. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
2: Oh well, well. Now I have a recorded audio version of. Yep. Of
1: it. With some extra input. Uh huh. Things you never well, would you have remembered. You guys
2: provided all the behind-the-scenes input that I needed.
1: Yep. Good. <laughs> Okay, I feel like I'm going to fall asleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's later for Nikki, but... Yeah. Well, thanks for
2: having me here.
0: Thanks for Uh, being on. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll do this again sometime. In real life, you got to fly out to see us. Okay. Because there's only one of you to fly, and there's... A lot of us.
2: Did you tell Danny about Rockford only being yeah, four hours away? Yeah, I did Sunday? tell her. We're trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah.
1: If we can smush yeah. it in. Add it to the road trip plans. We will well, we'll come. See. We'll come to you. Okay. Sounds yeah. Sounds good. All right. Love you guys. Love, Love you, too. You. Bye, Thanks. Nicky. Bye. Bye. Bye.